It's almost lunchtime, so we're talking about fast casual restaurants on this Consumer Goods edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly with the one and only Vincent Shen, and we are joining you from Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, how are you doing today, Vince? I'm doing well. How are you, Sean? Not too bad. So uh, you you think this is a continuation of our Sin Stock series because we're talking about <laughs> informally because some of the restaurants in fast casual like Shake Shack I could I would say do not exactly contribute to the overall health of the nation. If you ate there a lot, your cholesterol probably would go up. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. Anyway. Um, so yeah, if, just for if you're just joining us, we are talking about uh, fast casual stocks, and more specifically, are they entering a bubble phase? Um, as I'm sure if you've been paying attention to the stock market the last few years, um, con- uh, Chipotle's continued on its miraculous ascent to be the next McDonald's or something along those lines, and it has invited a ton of imitators. Um, you've got the Shake Shack IPO, you've got Potbelly, you've got Zoe's Kitchen. All these companies are going public. And uh, as we shall soon see, they kind of pale in comparison at uh, uh, financially, at least. Their food's great, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, so first and foremost, uh, Investopedia lists a bubble as uh, one, two, or three. We're going to focus on the two or the three. Um, an economic cycle compar- characterized by rapid expansion followed by a contraction. So we're kind of waiting for that, but it's happened to a couple of these stocks. Uh, surge in equity prices, often more than warranted by fundamentals and usually in a particular sector, which is exactly what's happening. And three, a theory that security prices rise above their true value and will continue to do so until prices go into free fall and the bubble bursts. Uh, so, Vince, where do you think we are with that? <laughs> I would say the the second part of that's pretty apt for some of these companies, at least. Yeah. So, uh, why are all these companies jumping in Having their IPOs and everything, why? What makes Chipotle so great that they're trying to get a piece of this? Well, I think that Chipotle kind of started a bit of a revolution in the industry for the for restaurants. And, and ironically enough, they used to be owned by McDonald's. Exactly, <laughs> and um, people, especially consumers, are just seeing the possibility of getting quick service like they're used to at a fast food restaurant, but also quality food. Locally sourced, if exactly. It, if it can Better be done. quality ingredients, healthier options in some cases, and as a result, in the past two years, we've seen all these new companies going public, and they're all kind of jumping in uh, on the coattails. So uh, the growth that Chipotle's seen, I, I, you know, I obviously was preparing for this show here, and I. I, you know, I'm an analyst here at the Fool in the consumer goods and technology sector, and I obviously know Chipotle. I know how awesome, but every time I look at it, I'm amazed at the the money and the growth of this company is throwing out there. Um, it's up, you know, what thirty fold at share price since its IPO in what 2004, 2006, or something. Yeah, 2006. It probably even at the IPO then people were pretty bullish on, on it. You know, uh, it priced at twenty two dollars above the range, and Despite that, I don't think people quite expected it to do what it has done because the stock Even if you had bought after it doubled the day of the IPO, I mean, you'd be up like 1,400% over the last eight years. Exactly. The the S&P's up 60%. This is not... (laughs) So, it's it's pretty phenomenal. The uh, return on equity from 2009 to 2014 has averaged 23.1%. And since the depths of the financial crisis, when it kept growing, no problem... Uh, earnings per share have grown from four bucks to fourteen thirty-five, which is twenty-nine percent annually. This is an exceptional company. Yeah, exactly. 
And uh, it looks like they're about to open up another uh, 200 locations. They got 1,700 open now. I mean, they're still going. Yeah, they're overall something to mention with that, though, is that they're still a, you know, a U.S. business primarily. Uh, they only have a handful of locations. I think really. there's like one in Paris or something. Like, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, they have a handful in France. Here, <laughs> uh, there's one in Germany, uh, a few few up north in Canada. But overall, it's definitely a a uh, U.S. company. Still. How do they compare to uh, the former parent McDonald's? Well, you know, 1,000 Android locations is impressive, especially with the growth, you know, how quickly they've come about. But let's keep in mind that McDonald's has about 15,000, well, 14,500 U.S. locations. And worldwide, they are about 36,000 locations. That's kind of a lot. Well, it also kind of gives you an idea of the opportunity. So, which is probably yeah. don't look at Chipotle's you know location numbers now and think that they're starting to top out. Topped out, yeah, got it. So we've had a number of IPOs, and this is kind of what we alluded to before. But in the last two years, you've had, by my count, at least five fast casual look, uh, restaurants have their IPOs, really ramp up their growth and everything. Um, El Palo Loco, Potbelly, Shake Shack, just recently, Zoe's Kitchen, Noodles and Company. Uh, how how are these guys doing financially? Like, all, I've eaten at all these. They're great food. That's fine, except for Shake Shack. Sorry, I misspoke. We'll get into the district here soon, though, and I'll go to one. <laughs> but uh, investors, like, they're 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 not getting as well treated as Chipotle shareholders. Well, it depends on how you look at it, because, like I said, people are really hot on fast casuals right now. All these IPOs either priced at the top of or above the range. And then they doubled like that day usually, something like that. Exactly. And um, let's see, El Pollo Loco is... Pretty much break even. Exactly. Well, it's up 60% since it's IPO from the pri- to IPO price. The pricing, day. but the day And IPO. 19%, it's up 20% year to date. Uh, but then you have, so Pollo Loco, Shake Shack, which only went public in late January, so but what, about six weeks ago? Right. You know they've already more than doubled their stock, their price from the offering, and but then you also if have, only I could get in on these IPOs before they. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's very difficult to do unless you're one of the bigger institutional guys, but there have been a few strugglers or you know, people who have been lag, few companies that have lagged the industry, Potbelly and Noodles and Company, more recently with their latest earnings release, really took a dive. They fell, I think, something over thirty percent after they released earnings in late February. Yeah, and uh, Potbelly's down 58% from October 2013 when they had their IPO. So they, of course, you know, had their offering, but then stock price went up that day. But had you bought that day, you'd probably be down, I don't know, about 60%. And then uh, something similar with Noodles and Company. Uh, how are these companies doing profitability wise? Because obviously Chipotle is minting money. Like their average location makes $250,000, and they've got 1,800 locations. Exactly. And a lot of a, a trend that you'll see for these fast casuals is their growth comes from. Opening new locations, growing their comps. Potbelly has not has not, has been struggling in that regard. Their comps growth has been very low, low single digits for the past five years. Really, and they finally broke into the profit category this past year. As exactly, I understand it. and so th- that's definitely been a struggle for them. Uh, Noodles and Company ha- has uh, about four hundred forty restaurants, so definitely uh, not on the scale of Chipotle quite yet. But uh, they too have been taking a hit with their they had to reduce their guidance and that that really hurt them with their uh, recent share price performance so 
what's kind of profitably, I was going down the line here, and uh, one of the big things for me is return on equity because I'm just very focused on what the company is doing with the shareholders' money. And over the long term, return on equity will eventually start to show up in earnings growth and just share price growth and everything. And uh, they pale here too. They about 10% for El Pollo Loco, Potbelly's 2.8%, Shake Shack's 4 or 5%. That's kind of iffy because we obviously, you know, like different locations and different time periods and everything because of the IPO and, IPO and everything. But they made $4.5 million last year and uh, they've got about um, $200 million in shareholders' equity. So just obviously a back of the envelope thing there. Uh, negative number for Zoe's and Noodles is about 8.6%. And the average S&P 500 corporation makes 10 to 12. So this is not exceptional numbers by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And, and Shake Shack in particular, uh, I know you have your feelings on this as well. It's just they have a little over 60 locations and their market cap is about $500 million. It's just a pretty... People Better be very, the best gosh darn burger in the world. <laughs> people are very, very optimistic about the company. Um, they pl- their plans, they they want to open at least ten restaurants per year. We'll see, obviously, how things play out. As uh, that's kind of restricting yourself to twenty percent growth, though. I mean, well, they say at least, busters, but. Um, but even the thing, even their comps currently, it's hard to compare because they've only had maybe five restaurants open for more than two years. Right. So the doing some of those comparisons can be different, and they acknowledge that some of their growth numbers for for these stores are going to fluctuate significantly as a result of that. It seems to me like clearly there was a place in the market of United States restaurants for a higher quality burger chain. I mean, I don't think anybody's disputing that. The trick with Chipotle was it was so unique, and we'd never seen anything like that before. There's burritos and the bowls. You get your rice. You get your steak. Mm -hmm. Like, you can go nuts. And, I mean, I can get a burger, like, anywhere in America. Like, every restaurant has a burger. Yeah, and on the flip side, though, Bur- burger, the burger category is the largest category for restaurants. It's the so bit- there's a big opportunity there. Yes, for- it is the largest category for like that particular. The item. burrito category isn't as many. <laughs> you know, it's like burgers and then pizza and pizza and burgers. You know, about two times the size of pizza. Got it. So there is an opportunity there, but you're right though; it's extremely competitive in that space. There's t- plenty of players, be it. Um, some of the newer companies like Shake Shack, like Smash Burger, these fast casuals. But then also you have your longstanding McDonald's, Burger Kings. Right. So so uh, we were a little bit young, but we obviously learned about it in school and everything. The you know dot com bubble and you know say with the housing bubble and all that stuff. What do you think this whole fast casual thing is entering bubble phase, or what? What? Where do you think we are? I think that. Some of these, especially some of these newer IPOs, are going to need to set. They've set some pretty high expectations with, uh, you know, the financial industry and for investors in general. And as a result, you're going to see instances like Noodles and Company, where if they hit a rough patch and their guidance comes in weak, their recent, you know, their uh, their re- earnings reports come in weak, then. It's going to have these major, major moves of thirty percent or more because people are, have bid them up so much already. For sure, yeah. I uh, I was suspicious. I don't think you know. It's not like the internet or housing where everybody like this grand mass illusion where three hundred million Americans are all trying to get in on something. 
Um, it's much smaller than that, but I just found it very highly suspicious when um, Shake Shack had their IPO a month and a half ago, and they priced themselves at the exact same price to sales multiple as Chipotle, which was like seven point one or something. And I was like, "Who are you people kidding?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's very very optimistic. <sighs> oh well. All right, so you want to go to Chipotle? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Well, thanks for sharing your thoughts, Vince. Thank you, Sean. Have a great day. I'll, I'll go get the car keys and we'll go to Chipotle. All right. And uh, that's it for us, fools. Before we go, I wanted to make our listeners aware of a special offer available to all industry-focused listeners for a subscription to Motley Fool's top-performing stock advisor newsletter. Head over to focus.fool.com to learn more about the special offer. And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! Fool on!